0: Good morning. It's good to see everyone here this morning. Beloved, Christ is ascended. And because he is ascended, we are ascended with him, risen with Christ on the right hand of God. Beloved, Christ is accepted. And because he is accepted, We are accepted in Him. The Father said, in Him I am well pleased. Beloved Christ shall appear. And when He does, the reality of the gospel will be seen. That although it be hid, the gospel reality that as He is, so are we in this world. Is He holy? So are you in Him, beloved. Is He unblameable? So are you, beloved. Is he unreprovable? So are ye. In the body of his flesh through death, he has and will present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. This morning, we'll be looking at one verse in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. I'll read that verse to you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth fornication uncleanness inordinate, inordinate affection evil concupiscence and covetousness which is idolatry I've entitled my message Mortifying the flesh Magnifying his faith. If the Lord is pleased, that's what we'll do this morning together. We'll do two things. Firstly, we will mortify the flesh. And beloved, it's by God's enabling spirit in you that you will mortify the flesh this morning. Well, why would you do that? Why would you want to mortify the flesh? Because in your flesh, in my flesh, No good thing dwells. And secondly, we will magnify His faith. Beloved, by God's enabling, we will magnify the faith of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And why would you want to do that? Because you have been taught by His grace that although you have faith, it is not your faith that justifies, but His faith. You know, beloved, that it is by grace you have been saved, and that not of yourselves, but rather the faith of Christ, which is God's gift to you. You see, saving faith has for its object, Christ. His faith as a man being your surety and substitute before God. I trust that the Lord will show us as we are ever in His sight, sinners desperate to be saved by His Son, and that we will not lie to one another here this morning and pretend to be something that we are not righteous. There's only one righteous, the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray you are here today by his grace to hear the gospel of your salvation, that you are here because you are a sinner. I pray, beloved sinner, you will see that you have put off the old man with his deeds because by his grace you have put on Christ, the hope of your glory in you. This morning I pray the Lord to let us mortify the flesh and magnify His Son's face. Seeing, first, that Christ is our faithfulness. Second, that Christ is our righteousness. Third, that Christ is our salvation. Fourth, that Christ is our desire. And fifthly, that Christ is our all. All of these five things can be seen in this one verse in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. And I pray that the Lord will enable us to see that we by his spirit are daily mortifying the flesh, ever putting off the old man and his deeds and magnifying his faith. Because we have indeed put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the new man is formed in us. I pray that we will see that we have by his spirit put on his faithfulness, not our faithfulness, his righteousness, his salvation, his desire. In short, that we have by his spirit Put on our all in all, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be clothed and found in him, don't you? (laughs) I trust for you who are gathered here, sitting in that pew, who trust on Christ, who believe on him, that's where you want to be found, clothed and found in him. This morning, Lord willing, by his grace, we're going to mortify the flesh and magnify his faith. In verse 5 We read, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication. Now the word therefore is connected to what was just declared. You are risen with Christ, you are accepted in Christ, you who shall appear with Christ, mortify your members. Because Christ's spirit is formed in you, beloved, mortify the old man by his spirit. and Though the old man give you fleshy ideas that somehow you've been faithful, Mortify it by Christ. Apart from him, all of your so-called faithfulness is nothing but fornication before the throne of God. Mortify fornication, beloved. Christ is our faithfulness. All that is yours upon the earth is fornication. You, sinner, are unfaithful. But blessed be God, you who believe on Christ are risen by his faithfulness. Take a look with me at Colossians chapter 2, just the verse before it. This is the chapter before chapter 3, of course. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein you also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. It doesn't talk about the faithfulness of our, our operating. <laughs> it's through his faithfulness. The faithfulness of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Second, we read this word, uncleanness. And though the old man give you some fleshly idea that you have done something righteous, mortify it by Christ. Apart from him, all your so-called righteousness is ruined and unclean, nothing more than a filthy rag. Without Christ's righteousness, there can be no acceptance. Mortify uncleanness, beloved. Christ is our, unrighteous, is our righteousness. All that is found in your flesh before the throne of God is unclean. You, sinner, are unclean. I am unclean behind this pulpit. But blessed be God, you who believe on Christ are cleansed by his precious blood. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 1. First John chapter 1, verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Looking at the next part of this verse, we read, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. And then this this expression, inordinate affection. Inordinate affection That the old man give you some fleshly idea That you have made the difference in your salvation Mortify it by Christ Apart from him your ability amounts to nothing Without Christ salvation is impossible Mortify inordinate affection beloved Christ is our salvation All that is found in your flesh is inordinate affection and damnation You sinner, and I'm preaching to myself just as I'm preaching to you. You sinner, love yourself above everyone and everything else. Your flesh is bent to ascribe everything in your life to yourself. But blessed be God, you who believe Christ are loved of God. And because he first loved you, you love him and ascribe everything to him. Beloved, you know that it was Christ that made you to differ. I heard a faithful minister of the gospel say one time, and it's important that that we hear this. I was just speaking to a lady just the other day, and it sounded like she was comforted by what she was doing. She was very much in love with what she was doing. Maybe she read her Bible. Nothing wrong with that. It's good to read your Bible. But she was comforted in just that she had read her Bible. She was comforted in the fact that she had handed out a gospel tract. She was comforted in the fact that perhaps she had prayed for some people she knew. Beloved, all of that is idolatry. The comfort we have is found only in Christ and His blessed person and His finished saving work. When the prophet Isaiah writes, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem. What is the comfort we hear? We hear that salvation has been accomplished. Warfare. Tell her that her warfare is accomplished. That she's received double of the Lord's hands for all her sin and iniquity. All of our comfort comes from Christ. It does not come from what we do in this flesh. Anything that comforts us that's found in our flesh is inordinate affection. It does not ascribe all the glory and all the praise to Christ alone. And beloved, mortify inordinate affection you who believe on Christ look to him he is the one who makes us to differ it wasn't anything we did (laughs) I like what Spurgeon says he said we could have all eternity trying to answer that question you know why did God save me and we know as a brother reminded me because he was pleased to but the reason won't be found in us beloved (laughs) it will not be found in us fourthly Christ is our desire we just looked at inordinate affection, now, this expression, evil concupiscence. Though the old man gave you some fleshly idea that you are free to pursue your evil desires, mortify it by Christ, beloved. Apart from him, you were a slave to your sinful, evil desires. Without Christ, there can be no freedom. Mortify evil concup- concupiscence, beloved. Christ is... Is our desire. All the desires that rise up in your flesh are evil, beloved. All that the flesh does is evil. You, sinner, are wicked, and every imagination of the thoughts of your heart is only evil continually. Beloved, you are in a body of flesh that ever remains unregenerated and unrenewed. But blessed be God, ye who believe Christ, the Lord has opened you for you a new heart and given thee the desires of it to be found in and appear as Christ is this is what we can hear with our brother Paul he said uh, I don't want to be found in so called law righteousness a righteousness that's done by the law I want to be found in the perfect righteousness of Christ that's his desire that's his heart desire and blessed be God Christ formed in you is the hope of our glory This desire is ever-present in the believer. It is a moment-by-moment struggle and battle. We find ourselves saying things that we did not want to say. And like our brother Paul, every believer wants to be found in the perfect record of Christ. I don't want to be found in my record, beloved. I want to be found in His record. He is all my desire. And that, by the new birth, by the new heart, He put in me an opened heart to seek after Him, to follow Him and be like Him. Though I don't see it, and I expect I never will. What was our brother Paul's experience (laughs) as he grew in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior? Well, when Christ was first formed in him, he was pretty, pretty high up, wasn't he? He was the least of the apostles. Wow, that's pretty humble, Paul. <laughs> then some time passes, and he begins to see more of his filth, more of what he is from the top of his head to the tip of his toe. And God only shows us a part of it, beloved. He doesn't show all of it. And he, as, as we grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we see more and more of our great need, But blessed be the Lord, he also shows us more and more of his provision in Christ for us. That everything that we need to be saved, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has accomplished. You lack nothing, beloved. Everything that he did in his life, and I'm always growing in that knowledge. It wasn't too long ago that I realized by God's undeserved grace, Jesus Christ was a boy and never once did his mother have to bring out a rod and spank his backside. From the time he was born to the time he went to glory. Just before he, he prayed, Lord, I pray for them. I don't pray for the world, but I pray for those you've given me. Perfect man in every respect. He is our hope of glory. He is our sure hope to be found in him, in his righteous doing. He is our desire, beloved. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. This uh, blessed gospel of substitution. That he who knew no sin was made sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The righteousness of God in Christ. It does not speak about your performance, beloved. It speaks about his performance. So we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to, to them that which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. It's not by your performance, beloved. Look away from your performance. But it says, but after the Spirit, to look to our substitute, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that when he walked on the earth, I was walking in him. When he lived out his perfect life, when he perfectly honored his mother and his stepfather, I was perfectly honoring my mother and my stepfather Joseph, my mother Mary and my stepfather Joseph. The whole life he lived out before his heavenly father is your performance before our heavenly father. What a gospel it is, beloved, to hear our Lord and Savior look to Nathaniel and say to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. How is that possible? Through his union with Christ. Fifthly, in Colossians chapter 3, we've looked at these words, mortifying fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and lastly, covetousness. Do you have some fleshly idea that you actually own anything? Mortify it by Christ. Apart from Him, you have nothing. Without Christ, we have nothing. Mortify covetousness, beloved. Christ is our all and in all. All that you will ever find in the pursuit of your covetous flesh is emptiness and nothingness. It is a dry, bottomless well. Sinner, you are naked and poor. But blessed be God, ye who believe Christ, ye who believe on the one whom God sent, the Lord has given us to Christ and Christ to us. And he is all and in all. And in Christ, everything is ours. (laughs) You hear people talking about there's haves and have-nots. You ever heard that expression before? That's, uh, that's not right. The truth is, if you have Christ, <laughs> you have everything. <laughs> but without Christ, you have absolutely nothing. The Apostle John wrote these words, He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God has not life. It's eternal life. That's a very solemn declaration, but it's true, beloved. If you have Christ, you have everything. (laughs) And uh, I suppose, much like Job's wife passed him by and said, just curse God and die. Maybe people look at what's going on in your life, the trials and the tribulations you're going through. But if you have Christ, perhaps you won't be happy, but I'd rather be joyful and blessed in Christ than be happy. (laughs) Happy is temporary. But to be made to see that everything He is, beloved, you are, by God's undeserved grace, <laughs> a beloved child of God in whom is no guile. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, beloved. Sinner, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Beloved, mortify your flesh and magnify his faith. Sinner, if Christ is not your faithfulness, everything you do is just fornication. Beloved, mortify fornication. Christ is our faithfulness. Therefore, mortify fornication, we are justified by the faith of Christ. Sinner, if Christ be not your righteousness, you have not mortified uncleanness. Beloved, Christ is our righteousness. Therefore, mortify uncleanness. You all remember what the prophet Isaiah wrote, speaking of the so-called righteousnesses of men? Just a ruined, filthy rag. Mortify your uncleanness and look to Christ for your righteousness. We make mention of His righteousness and His only. Turn there with me to Psalm 71. I think it was the Wednesday meeting that... uh, I tried to remember where this passage was, but but I couldn't. I hope uh, and pray that I have the right reference this time. Psalm 71. This is the testimony of God's people in verse 16. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness even of thine only. How perfect is God's word? It says, even of thine only. Do you know why, beloved? Because he is the only one who is righteous. It's the only righteousness that exists, the righteousness of Christ. Sinner, if Christ is not your salvation, you have not mortified inordinate affection. See, natural men, natural women, have this idea it's because they're dead in trespasses and sins. But the idea goes like this: that God has done everything He can to save you, but now you have to do something to be saved. That is not the gospel, beloved. Salvation is from its beginning point to right now to glory of the Lord. And any any idea in a man or a woman that somehow God needed your help, or He he couldn't save you unless you let Him, is inordinate affection. It is not worshiping Christ as He is. If you have ears to hear Him, what a thrilling thing it is to hear Him say, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they'll never perish. He does not offer life, (laughs) He gives life. When God calls you forth from your tomb, of death your tomb of unbelief you come forth and you really can't say what happened all you know is you heard the voice of your Lord and your God Jesus Christ (laughs) and you'll not have inordinate affection all of your affection all of your worship will be to Christ alone you will ascribe all of the reason why you are saved right now to Christ alone Beloved, Christ is our salvation. Therefore, mortify inordinate affection. Of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, according as it is written, Glory in the Lord. And I trust the Lord will enable all His people here to do exactly according to His word, that we will glorify Him and rejoice in Him. Sinner, if Christ is not your desire, you have not mortified evil concupiscence. Beloved, Christ, is our desire. I believe there's a hymn that we sing, Oh, would it be like him? Blessed Redeemer. (laughs) That is our desire. By God's undeserved grace, we have mortified evil concupiscence. Delight thyself in the Lord, beloved, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Sinner, if Christ is not your all, you have not mortified covetousness. If He is not all of your salvation, if He is not your all in all, you have not mortified covetousness. Beloved, mortify covetousness. Beloved, mortify your members on the earth. This body of death, this, this uh, earth suit, I think someone said earth suit one time, <laughs> where no good thing dwells, mortify it and set your affection on things above. Set your affection on Christ, not on the things of the earth. Behold the Lamb of God and magnify his faith and mortify your flesh. No good thing dwells there. Beloved, there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. Though your flesh is constantly saying why you are condemned. We're not called to look to our flesh. We're called to look away to the flesh of the Son of God and look to the finished work that he accomplished in his flesh, a perfect salvation that lacketh nothing. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. By God's undeserved grace, we don't look to our performance, although that is a reason for why most of us are are downtrodden and depressed. We're looking to our own performance. Take your eyes off of your performance and look to the perfect performance, the perfect righteousness of Christ. May you, by God's grace this morning, and may it be evermore every day as we grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, lose sight of all your nothingness in my Lord's all-sufficiency. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we don't come before thy throne of grace through any pretension or pretending. We have nothing. We don't have any merit, Father, save the merit of your beloved Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that you would take your holy word and bless it with your spirit. Open up hearts, Father, that we might give attendance to Christ and hear him. Hear the gospel of our salvation and according to your holy will, Father, show us afresh that we have been washed clean of all our sins. We do confess our sin, Father, and we rejoice in that full and complete pardon from them. And we do ask you, Father, according to thy holy will, according to the purpose and grace you've given us in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world, cause us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of your beloved Son. We pray for Christ's sake and the good of thy people in Jesus' name.